Hi everyone, may peace be on you all and my name is Shella. Welcome to another episode of I'm a Muslim and that's okay. So, it's been a week. We have navigated a whole seven days of not eating and drinking. <laughs> and uh, it's not been easy, especially for someone like me that only fasts during Ramadan. I know there's a lot of Muslims out there that do it intermittently throughout the year but for me I'm just lazy like that so but hey I'm making it and I'm sure everybody else uh, all the Muslims out there who are fasting are also you know trying to cope with it being Ramadan and all the kids being at home because of the lockdown but we're doing it slowly and surely and uh, you know even though it's the month of fasting I'll be straight it is a lot about the food especially for pakistani muslims we are all about the food and in ramadan yes technically we're supposed to be abstaining but when it comes to iftar you know the evening meal if, uh, through which we break our fast um we go all out and i thought i'd share with some uh, with you guys some of the re recipes we uh, have for iftar and i chose three that i consider the staples of uh, Pakistani iftar and um, I, I uh, you know searched up some recipes even though you know they're not exactly like the recipes I use at home but they were close enough and they were easy enough to make so I thought I'd share them and, and I've posted like three links in the description uh, of those three recipes and uh, so you can try them out and see how you like them so moving on to our favorite number one for iftar that would be pakore and i'm sure many people would be familiar if they if you've ever uh, you know gone to a, a pakistani or an indian restaurant they usually have them in appetizers and um for those who've, who are not familiar they basically batter dipped vegetables and that's the great thing about them is that they're mostly i mean if not mostly i mean i like guess entirely vegan i've never seen anybody make pakore with like meat and stuff there may be some people but you know it's a vegan dish for sure and um um basically what it is is uh, you take instead of regular flour all-purpose flour we use chickpea flour uh, for the batter and we spice it up and uh, you take your vegetable of choice i prefer like onions and spinach at times you can combine the two and i also like uh, potatoes thinly sliced and you can dip them and fry them to golden brown perfection and you know when they're they're done they're they're like this there that's the thing about pakore it's not just in iftar that we have them as staples uh, especially if you if you come from karachi they hold special significance because karachi being the desert port city that it is gets very little rain and whenever it it used to rain there it would be a time for celebration and that's the thing that we would have you know in those like slightly nippy days when it rains that you'd have like these warm wonderful pakore coming straight out from the the deep fryer and everybody would be like going to town on these and those are some of my the fondest memories i have of pakore and of course when it's ramadan we have them because it's one of those things you break your fast with. I mean, dates is one of those compulsories. We we have them because it's one of from one of the teachings of the Prophet, peace be upon him. But 
the pakore, the pakore are those things that you really, really want because a, they're deep fried and fatty, and they have this wonderful, wonderful crunch to them. And depending on what vegetable is in there, I mean, they're re they taste really, really good. I, I can't even describe it, but it's so good. It, it's it's deep fried. It's it's filling and it's delicious. I love it. <laughs> so you can you can see the attachment to pakore, but you can ask any Pakistani or, or anybody from a Pakistani household, and if it's iftar, they have to have to have pakore in their 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 spread. It's it's one of those things you can't have iftar without pakore. And uh, the uh, second dish that I chose was. Um, is also again a staple but it's a very interesting staple in the fact that not everybody makes it the same way so the second dish i i uh, you know decided to go for was the chaat and chaat is basically if you really really looked at it is a chickpea salad so you basically have chickpeas and you have a little bit of chopped onion cilantro and you spice it up with what we call chaat masala now chaat masala is um, a mixture of spices, and I couldn't even tell you what they were. We usually buy it pre-made. You know, you have them in in these boxes. Um, you get all different kinds of brands, and if you can't find them in like the local grocery stores, I'm pretty sure you could find them in a, in a Pakistani Indian store that's closest to you. But it's called chaat masala. It's really good. It's a little spicy, not a little spicy, quite a bit spicy, and it's tangy at the same time. And the, those are the things that go into making the basic base of the chart. But what makes the chart, um, I guess, customized for each family and every household that makes it is what goes on top of it. And there's literally like five, six different kinds of chutneys that go on top of it. And um, my mom used to make this wonderful wonderful tamarind chutney and tamarind is like this really really sour fruit it's almost like almost like a gosh i wouldn't even know how to put it it's a fruit but a fruit that comes in a pod and once it's ripe it's really brown and mushy but it's it has this wonderful sour flavor to it and she used to make a, a, a really nice chutney out of it and that's what we used to, we used to have in our household it used to be with the 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 tamarind chutney and but a lot of people have other kinds of chutney as well they have plum chutneys and they have they also have you know also have this spiced yogurt concoction and they put that on top of the the chart and uh, uh, if you want to go like all out we have not what is what you could call croutons but it's more like a cracker we call it papri and it's it gives a really nice crunchy texture on top of it so you put that really really at the end after you've put in uh, you know the base chickpea salad and the 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 so the chutneys and the the yogurt if you wanted to and then on top of that as a sort of crouton that's what the papri is you put put it on top so it doesn't go soggy and smushy so that's the 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 dish number two that we have in iftar for uh, most pakistani families and the third one and this one is i guess not just an iftari thing for Pakistani people, and uh, it's gained, I guess, mainstream recognition as well. Everybody loves a samosa, and that's my 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 dish number three is that we always, almost always, have samosa, 
Now, here's the thing, and disclaimer, I I know I said I make these things, but samosa I've only attempted once because they're hard to make. I, I'll be honest, it's just so much work. You've got to buy the wrappers that you wrap it in, and then it has to be wrapped up just right for it to not fall apart when you're deep frying it. It's a hassle. So uh, I've given you guys the recipe in the description of the, the podcast episode, and you'll be braver than I am if you wanted to attempt it. But I usually, what I usually do is that I just go to the Indian Pakistani stores and I buy them. I like you can get them in the frozen section over there, and it's, I've seen them in some of the frozen sections in like regular supermarkets as well, and that's perfectly fine. And um, that's uh, that's what I usually do. I I've only attempted it once and probably will not ever again. But yes, for iftar, that is our thing for as Pakistani uh, families that we usually do that. And um, for us uh, personally, as a family, me and my family, we don't do dinner after iftar. But a lot of Pakistani families do. So you'd have this huge spread, uh, you know, for iftar. You'd have, you know, the the standard dates, pakore and the chaat and the samosa, and uh, you know, lots of other different things. There's there's the hibara and uh, what else? Let me see. Uh, fruit fruit salad. That's also one of the one of our things. That since. It's a, it's probably the only nutritious thing in our iftar, but uh, you know, because you lose so much, you know, nutrition during the day when you fast, it's one of those things that are that is there that is nu- nutritionally wholesome, and uh, they have the iftar with all of these things, at least five, six, seven things, and then after a while they do have dinner, but we don't usually have that because as is my kids are picky eaters, they're not going to have, they barely barely eat anything in iftar and um, so they're not going to have dinner. But, uh, and here's the thing, all of these are, are, are staple iftar, I guess, treats <laughs> for uh, Pakistani households. But Muslims who come from different cultural backgrounds, uh, they usually have different things. And I would not even be able to tell you what specifically. But I I do know, I remember when we first moved to the U.S., um, the masjid that was closest to our house used to have a a very large Arab population. So whenever we used to break the fast, we used to do it in the masjid just because, you know, you miss family when you're you're in the U.S. All our family was back in Pakistan and it's not the same atmosphere. So we used to go to the masjid and they used to have um, all all sorts of... um, different things the things that we that were new to us i mean they used to have the hummus and the pita bread which was you know always good and they used to have this really nice lentil soup which is very nutritious and uh, they also ha- would have like the same cut up fruit and a very light salad so i mean if you looked at it that way <laughs> far more nutritious than most pakistani uh, iftars now I know all this discussion about food might be contrary to the spirit of Ramadan when you know you're supposed to be abstaining, but the way I see it is that um, yes, uh, Ramadan is about abstaining, so we can feel what so many people feel all, all around the world who don't have enough to eat and drink. It's it's really important to to be able to to be un- to understand that kind. A feeling so that we can to help other people 
not be in this situation if we we don't understand hunger and thirst how would we be be able to help other people it's really really important but the thing with iftar is and again i don't advocate you know eating or you know making a whole lot for iftar but it's it's some it's a sort of a conclusion to that day of fast in which it's not just appreciation of food it's just it's the appreciation that you can sit together with the people that you love and and be able to really appreciate the, the blessings that you have and i think that's so important and uh, i hope you know you guys get a chance to try out the recipes that i've uh, you know linked in the description and let me know send me a message how did you like the pakore and the chaat and the samosa so um i i i hope you enjoy and until next time may peace be on you all and take care Thank you so much for tuning in to I'm a Muslim and that's okay. And if you wish to follow my social media for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. All the links to those are in the show notes. And if you are on Apple or on Spotify or on Podchaser, please do give my podcast a five-star rating. It really does help get me, you know, in the public eye. And if you wish to donate to support the podcast, you can do so through the PayPal link in my show notes as well. Take care.